Good morning. We're so excited and happy that you joined us this morning. Come on and stand on your feet right where you are, where you are at home, and help us praise and worship the Lord this morning. We love to call your name. It's something we cannot explain. That happens when we proclaim your great name. Say your great name. Help us sing it today. Say it's something we cannot explain. That happens when we proclaim. Say your great name. Lift it up. Say your great name is King Jesus. Say no other name. King Jesus. That's not stronger. Explain that happened when we proclaim. Come on and say your great name. Your great name is King. No other name. Say King is that none stronger, and we can call on him.
keep those hands lifted up and begin to bless Jesus this morning because he's giving you power. We thank you for that power.
everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. We want to welcome every one of you to our worship experience. Thanks to all of you that are live streaming with us, whether you're local, national, international. We welcome you to this great church called Zion Hill Church Family. We are located in the city of Pineville, Louisiana, USA. We thank God for the opportunity to praise God this morning. Please, if you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Colossians, chapter 1. The book of Colossians, chapter 1, we're going to read verse number 3. Colossians 1 and 3. If you're able to, I encourage you to stand in reference to the Word of God. The Bible said, Who hath delivered us, talking about Jesus Christ, He hath delivered us from the power of darkness. And also, Jesus hath translated us into the kingdom of of his dear son God the father translated us to the kingdom of his dear son let's pray father we are grateful for another day of blessing Holy Spirit we welcome you to our worship experience this morning Lord we ask that you help our hearing and that you reveal yourself to us in a very special way Lord, we pray that you will help our understanding. You said in all of our getting, we should get understanding. Holy Spirit, I pray concerning everyone under the sound of my voice and those who are watching on television or listening on radio, live streaming. Father, if there be any sickness or infirmity in our lives, we cancel out the attack of the enemy right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we apply the blood of Jesus Christ on the doorposts of our home, on the doorposts of our heart, on the doorposts of everything that belongs to us. And Lord, we thank you for building an edge of protection around our family, around our children. We cover all of our loved ones wherever they are this morning. Lord, we thank you for your healing. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your miracles. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Today I want to talk briefly about the power of God in your hand. God's power in my hand. God's power in your hand. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, today we celebrate what we call the Last Supper of Jesus Christ. Today we are doing what we call communion. And let me invite you, wherever you are in your home, let me invite you to join us this morning. All you need is some crackers and some juice. And if you have no juice in your house, just get mere water. It's the spirit behind it. Get a loaf of bread. And when it's time for us to receive the communion, we want you to partake of that experience with us. We see you as our family. And thank you for joining us this morning. Before we take the communion, I want to teach Briefly, from the Word of God. And I want to teach you and me from a burden that God has placed in my heart. I've always wondered why a lot of things are happening in our world. And it looks like we children of God, we're not able to 
address the problem. We're not able to stop it. We're not able to put an end to it. And the Lord kept reminding me of the power that is in our hand. So today I want to share with you how you can exercise that power that is in your hand. I was concerned, wondering why there are so many sicknesses in our world today. We have churches in every corner. Why there are so many tragedies, shootings and killings and crimes everywhere. I was concerned about that. Where is the body of Christ in this kind of situation? Even with the COVID-19, uh, I'm concerned that it's, it's surging again. I'm concerned that it's spreading. And I'm concerned that people continue to die. So I began to seek the heart of God. Why? And the Lord began to remind me of the powers and the authority that he has given us as the church. For example, in the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 19, God said, I give you power over serpents, over scorpions, over any deadly things. I say, wow. Well, COVID-19 is deadly. Why are we not able to stop it? These are the concerns of my heart. In the book of St. John, chapter 14, verse 12, the Lord reminded me, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, anyone that believe in me, talking about himself, Jesus, he said the work that he did, you would do also, even greater works. The Lord began to remind me, son of man, you got the power. The Lord reminded me in the book of St. Mark, chapter 16, verse 17, how he said, this sign shall follow them that believe. Is there any believer in the house where you got that power? This sign shall follow them. Instead of us running down the devil, we are running from the devil because we don't know who we are. Ladies and gentlemen, he said, this sign shall follow them that believe. He said, in my name, they shall cast out devil. Hallelujah. In my name. In my name. They shall cast out devil. Some of us, we just welcome them into our churches. Some of the... Some of us, we just adjust our schedule to get along with the devil. But the Bible says, in my name, cast out devil. The Lord reminded me of Isaiah 53, verse number 5, that he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgression. He, Jesus, was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus. By his stripe, we are healed. When the question must be asked, well, if we're healed by his stripe, why are so many people sick? Why are so many people dying? Why is it that we're still dealing with COVID-19? Why is it spreading and not being contained? Why are so many people dying before their time? And God revealed to me, young man, you need to know, if a person have a gun in his hand, but that person don't know how to shoot, that gun doesn't do him any good. And then I begin to see in the spirit the problem is not on God. We do have all the powers, but we don't know how to use it. 
So for a few minutes, my assignment this morning is not only to remind you and me of the power and the authority we have in Christ, but to share with you how you can use it, how I can use that power. Please permit me to call your attention to the text I read to you earlier. Colossians chapter 1 verse 3. The Bible says he had delivered us from the powers of darkness. And he had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. If you listen very carefully... The Bible is telling us that God has delivered us through Jesus Christ from the powers of darkness. God also has translated us, moved us from the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God. It means God took us out of Satan's kingdom. And transfer us into the kingdom of God. Please take note. When we talk about moving from one point to another. From darkness to light. There's a bridge. That helps us to cross over. That bridge is called the cross. Don't just sing about it. Don't just know about it. The way God moves us. From the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God, the cross. Thank God for the cross. It means, ladies and gentlemen, the cross that Jesus died upon was the bridge that helped us to cross over from darkness to light. I do need to warn you because of religion. Don't hang around the bridge that God used to cross you over. You have to remember the cross is to help you to cross over. So don't dwell. Don't stay on the cross. Even Jesus is no longer on the cross. So why will you stay there? So the cross is the bridge to help you to cross over to the kingdom of God. So please remember that. You are moved from out of darkness into the kingdom of God. So the gospel in a nutshell, the whole Bible is really very simple. Why did you say that, Pastor? God created heaven and earth. God put Adam and Eve to rule and reign on earth. And then they messed up and death began to reign. Then Jesus came and died on the cross so that you and me can cross over into God's marvelous light. The bridge, the cross, is simply to move us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Once we move, the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 9, begin to describe what happened to you once you cross over. What will happen to anybody under the sound of my voice today if you dared to go through the cross of Jesus Christ into the kingdom of God? Apostle Peter said, the result will be you become a chosen generation. You become a royal priesthood. You become a holy nation. You become a peculiar people. And the Bible says you become all these things to show forth praises unto him. Praises unto him who call you out from darkness into light. In fact, Apostle Paul 
repeating the same thing, Colossians, that we just read to you. He said, you are called out from darkness into marvelous light. Hallelujah. Please take note. The Bible said once you cross over, you become royal. Once you cross over, you become a priest. That's what it meant, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation, a peculiar people. That's who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, to, to, to capitalize and to repeat what the Bible is saying, God repeated himself in Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. He said he had made us kings, queens, and priests. Is the same thing Apostle Paul was saying when you say you are a royal priesthood. Now we are kings, queens, and priests unto God. To him be glory and power forever. Think about it. What does it mean to be royal? It means you are king. You are a queen. That's what royalty is all about. And what is the job of kings and queens? They reign. They reign. They rule. They have dominion. So if you find yourself this morning being dominated by sin, being dominated by sicknesses and disease, being dominated by COVID-19 or whatever, you have a gun in your hand, but you don't know how to shoot. Ladies and gentlemen, what about priests? Many people know the job of a king, but very few people know the job of a priest. And yet the Bible calls you royal, the Bible calls you priest. Wouldn't it be sad that you have a job you don't even know what the job is all about? Ladies and gentlemen, there is one key word that distinguish a priest in ministry. If you don't remember anything about priesthood, this is one thing that distinguishes a priest from anything else in ministry, and that is sacrifice. Somebody shout sacrifice. sacrifice. Say it again. Sacrifice. The only person, the only people entitled to offer sacrifice unto God, they are the priest. Now begin to think about who you are. If you don't know who you are, the devil would define you. God called you a holy nation. God said, I sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you to cross over. The cross is like a bridge. But once you cross over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, you become a holy nation. You become a peculiar person. You become a royal priesthood. I just told you what royals do. They're kings. They're queens, they rule, they reign. I just told you about priests. They are the only one qualified to make sacrifice. King Saul got in trouble with God when he tried to make sacrifice and he was not a priest. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the message? If you're going to reign, if you're going to rule, if you're going to dominate, 
whether it's COVID-19 or COVID-18, you must learn to offer sacrifice. Did you hear what I just said? In other words, although God called you holy, although God called you chosen, although God called you peculiar, although God called you a man, a woman of power, although he said, I give you authority, you have power over scorpion, you have power over serpent, you have power over sicknesses and disease, until you perform your priestly duty. None of those power will work in your life. What am I trying to tell you? Without sacrificial ministry, you are not qualified for kingly ministry. The hold up, while we have churches in every state, churches in every city, churches in every corner, and yet the enemy seems to be having the upper hand. We have a bunch of priests that don't make sacrifice. And until you learn the sacrificial ministry, you are not qualified for kingly ministry. First Peter chapter 2 verse 5 put it this way. You are a lively stone. Built up as a spiritual house. Holy priest unto God. For what purpose? To offer up spiritual sacrifice. The problem is that we have again in our hand. Spiritual weapon. But no juice. No bullets. Don't know how to shoot. Just fire and blink. And then the devil is having upper hand. Ladies and gentlemen, I repeat, if you're a priest, what distinguishes a priest from any ministry? Sacrifice. You're not worth a dime as a priest if you don't know how to offer sacrifice. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I trying to tell you? God's power in your hand will not work until you learn to make sacrifice. Let me try that again. The power of God in your hand, in my hand, it will not work. Until you learn to perform your priestly duty. Look at Jesus Christ before we take the communion. He is our role model. The Bible call him the high priest. In other words, he is priest of all priests. But look at his life and see how disciplined. He was in performing his priestly duty. And because he learned to make sacrifice, because he made his own life a sacrifice. So when he speak to the storm, the storm obey him. When he command the dead to come back to life, the dead come back to life. When he see a layman, he say, get up and start to walk. The secret behind power of God in your hand is spiritual sacrifice. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7. The Bible described the sacrifices that Jesus made. And I will submit to you this morning, if you and I will learn to do the same thing. You'll be amazed how many things will be subject unto you. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we're running around looking for the preacher is because we ain't got no power. 
And the power of God is now reserved just to the preacher. These signs shall follow anybody that believes. But you cannot rule and reign as kings and queens until you learn to perform your priestly duty. Ladies and gentlemen, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 said, Jesus, who in the days of the flesh, that phrase days of the flesh means while he was on earth. That's what we meant by days of the flesh. What does the Bible say about Jesus when he was in the days of, of the flesh? The Bible said he offered sacrifice. You want the power of God to work in your life? Do you want the power of God to work in your flesh? Do you want COVID-19 to see you and run? Do you want the power of God to work in the life of your children and your grandchildren? Do you want to enter a city and the devil begin to run just because you came? Let's learn from the high priest. In his days of flesh, while he was here on earth, he offered sacrifices. And the Bible is so deep. The Bible didn't leave you hanging. He literally told you what kind of sacrifice he did. So you can't say, well, I didn't know about it. That's the problem. We go to church and we are singing and shouting with no understanding of the word of God. You see preachers preaching week after week, making a heck of noise, but no power behind it. Brother Pastor, what sacrifice did Jesus make? I'm glad you are. Keep on reading. The Bible said he made what sacrifice? Prayer. Somebody shout prayer. prayer. You see, right there, can stop there and go home. Some of us pray routinely. Just because religion taught you to pray. So you get up in the morning, you pray. Or, or you go to bed before you go to bed, you pray. Or before you eat, before you eat Popeye chicken, let's pray. Do you really think you can have power doing that? It's amazing how powerful we are and how defeated we are because we really don't have a true prayer life. You go to any church. Check out, you want to know how strong the church is, check out their prayer ministry. Don't check the building. Don't look at the chandeliers. It's not the sound system. It's not the decorations. Check their prayer life. Because their prayer life is their sacrifice. And their sacrifice is their priestly duty. And when you perform your priestly duty, it qualifies you to be a king or queen. So that when you speak, the winds and the waves shall obey you. Guess what Jesus does? The Bible said he was notoriously Prayerful. Every day, every opportunity, hours, is constantly praying. In fact, he got to the point, the Bible said he would not do anything until he hear from God. You want to know what priests do? They offer sacrifice. You want to know what is a sacrifice? It's not just praising God and shaking your booty. That makes everybody feel good. Me too. Once I see Brother Julian hitting that drum, you can see my body shaking. I don't even have to tell my body. It just naturally begins to move. It feels really good. 
I'm not going to lie. But that's not where the power is. Your sacrifice is in your prayer. The Bible lists the sacrifice Jesus made. Keep on reading that same verse. He said, supplications. He talks about strong crying. He talks about Jesus shedding tears. Make sure you can read. When was the last time that you spent the last 24 hours of your life standing in the gap saying no, return back to sender. COVID-19, not this neighborhood. Sicknesses and disease, I forbid you in my house. By the way, the word crying, when they said Jesus is crying and Jesus was shedding tears, that means crucifixion of the flesh. That's what the, the word means in Greek. That's what you all, you and I talk about when we talk about fasting. Ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line is that Jesus, as a priest, overrubbed sacrifice. And the sacrifice qualified him for kingly ministry. That's when, when he heard that Lazarus died, he told the people, he said, chill, I'll be back. That's how kings talk. Hallelujah. People that rule and reign, you don't even have to, you don't even have to give them any title. You hang around a real king, a real queen for a few minutes. You would know this is a person of authority. Ladies and gentlemen, if you really want to be a man, a woman of sacrifice, if you really want to perform your priestly duty, that's what priests do, you have to include three things. It's critical. You're not going anywhere when it comes to the power of God without these three. Number one, your prayer life. You've got, you got to crank it up. If not, you're going to stay defeated. You're going to need other people's support system. I'm amazed how many text messages I get in a day. How many emails I get in the day. Oh, I'm going down. Oh, somebody's sick in my family. Oh, and then when we call for prayer, there's no show. They expect everybody else. You all pray for me. Oh, please pray for me. Don't die before your time. You are royal. You are a priest. What priests do is make sacrifice. It takes prayer. That's your sacrifice. Number one. Number two. Fasting. You'd be surprised how many of you go through the whole year and never fast. Some of you, the only time you fast is when the preacher call a fast. Then you wonder why you, you work so hard, but you spend half of your money in the hospital. And even when the preacher called fast, some of you still don't fast. You say, oh no, I love my Burger King. Three sacrifices that Jesus made. The Bible says he was a man of prayer. He was a man of fasting. He was a man that died on the cross. I'm talking about the power of God in your hand. You're not going to get that power by just being called pastor. 
You're not going to get that power by just being called bishop, prophet, evangelist, deacon, deaconess, choir director. Forget all that. I know many choir directors with no power. I know many pastors with no power. I know many deacons. Their words don't worth a dime. If you want the power of God in your hand, be like Jesus. Begin to exercise your priestly duty. What are those priestly duty, brother pastor? Somebody shout prayer. What are those priestly duty, brother pastor? Somebody shout fasting. Somebody shout the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hate prayer, if you hate fasting, you will be powerless and always vulnerable. You'll be subject to satanic oppression. I've seen too many of it around here. I've seen too many of it in the city. I've seen too many of it in the community. People that God gives serious power. And yet they are walking around defeated. No Christian can live a life of empowerment without you subscribing to the law of prayer, the law of fasting, the law of the cross. You know what this message is about? I'm really done. I've been done several minutes ago. It's a call for personal responsibility. See, I can call you, come pray for me. I can call you, come lay hand on me. But until I realize that I am a royal priesthood just like you, and I take personal responsibility and say no weapon form against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me, I will condemn. You don't wait for nobody to do it for you. Why should we pray? Brother Pastor, why should we fast? Number one, I just told you, because you're a priest. It's a sacrifice you have to make. That's what priests do. They're the only one qualified to do it. Why should we pray, Brother Pastor? Why should we fast? Because God commanded it. Do you understand what I mean? I don't know about it in your house. But in my house, God is my witness. When daddy talk, everybody better move. It's a command, not a suggestion. And everybody know the rules. I don't say much. In fact, in my whole house, I don't even know what happened in most of the rooms. I have a little corner to myself, a TV in front of me, a big Bible in front of me, and I eat my food there. I do all my work there. I don't bother nobody. But when the Father speaks, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. That's what your Father in heaven did. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, it says, when you pray. It didn't say, if you pray. When you pray. That means you're going to pray. Whether you like it or not, you're going to pray. Don't wait until you get in trouble before you pray. Don't wait until COVID-19 comes to time before you pray. Develop. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, it says, when you fast. It didn't say, if you fast. The purpose of you offering sacrifice of praise, sacrifice of prayer, sacrifice of fasting, the purpose of you living a life of the cross is for empowerment. Empowerment. 
if you want real power. See, the Bible put it this way. He said, if any man should follow after me, deny yourself, pick up your cross. Pick up your cross. Do you know you have a cross? Jesus didn't just tell you and me to pick up a cross. Did he pick up his own cross? And that is why Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11 say, Because he fasted, because he prayed, because he died on the cross, then the Bible said God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. And at the name of Jesus... Every knee shall bow. Listen to me, children of God. Do you really want to turn around in your life? Begin to live your priestly duty. Do you really want the enemy to run away from you and leave you alone? Do you want to see yourself promoted on your job? Do you want people to call you even when you don't even qualify? Do you want doors to be open? Peter was walking and the doors swung wide open. This was a jail room door. Double locked. You have power over sicknesses, over disease, over infirmities. But it's time we begin to leave a priestly duty. You are royal and you're a priest. What do royals do? They rule. They reign. They dominate the environment. Environments don't dominate them. Sicknesses and disease don't dominate them. Demonic activities in town don't dominate them. do you get there? You got to begin to perform your priestly duties. What do priests do? They make sacrifice. And when you make sacrifice, then you begin to see the power of God in your hand being manifested. I want to invite somebody to Jesus Christ this morning. Maybe you're here, maybe you've been touched by the word of God. As our worship team come back to the stage, this is a time to make commitment. And say, Lord, yes. I just don't want to be in the number. I want to be a powerhouse for God. I want the devil to leave me alone. I'm tired of being pushed around. This power you give me, this authority you give me, I'm going to learn how to use it. You're the one that God sent me to. And maybe you're watching, you're live streaming. You say, I'm not in the house, but I want to be a part of that. My brother, my sister, there's a number under the screen. There are ministers of the gospel waiting to hear you call and they want to pray with you. I'm believing God for a neighborhood that is free of all this crisis in the world today. We can do it. We got the tools to do it. The only question this morning, are we going to do what it takes to exercise the power of God in our hand? I want to pray with you. And my prayer for you this morning is that everything God has for you, I pray for manifestation. I pray that the Holy Spirit will quicken your spirit. That you're not just going to be a nominal Christian of what good if a dog is barking but can bite. May God bless you. 
I'm going to ask that we all stand and prepare our heart to receive the Holy Communion. One of our ministers is coming to lead us in this. If you have come today and you are here to give, after our communion, let me encourage you to leave your offering on your way out. And also, if you're watching us, live streaming with us, and you say, I want to give to that ministry, I see what God is doing. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to our website, zionhill.com. There's an opportunity for online giving. And I want to tell you, whatever you give will be used for the glory of God. The Bible said, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, God will make fat every liberal soul. If you're not fat, when I say fat, I don't mean your skin, your pocketbook, your storehouse, the work of your hand. If you're not fat, could it be you've not been Libra? God make Libra souls fat. Join us in giving for the work of the ministry. Your life will never be the same. God bless you.
have everyone been served. After the communion, the praise team will come back. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. This is a good day. A good day to be alive. And Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his shedded blood. We know that without the blood, we wouldn't be saved, oh Heavenly Father. Father God, we thank you for the blood. We know that there are healing in the blood. We know that there are delivering in the blood. We know that there are saving power in the blood of Jesus. And we know that the blood of Jesus will never lose its power. And Jesus, we thank you this morning. We thank you because you was wounded for our transgression. You were bruised for our iniquity. You were bruised not just for our iniquity, but you were bruised for my iniquity too. We thank you for the chastisement of our peace was up on you. And by your strife, we are here. And if anyone here today need healing, we do know that the blood of Jesus will heal you. We know that Jesus has enough blood in the hem of his garment to heal you right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we know that Jesus took the bread, he gave thanks to it, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said to them, he said, this is my body that is broken for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. And after they had supped, he took the cup in the same manner. And he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you do show the Lord death until he come again. In honor of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you may eat and drink at this time. You have a great day and a great week in the name of Jesus. Be blessed.